Welcome to the Harpies Retrospective, a podcast where two tired teachers revisit media from their youth. I'm Ree. And I'm B. And today we are revisiting Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit from 1993. And we're back in the habit too. We're back in the... Oh my God, we are back in the habit. We only just realised. Yay. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the luxurious Stars Desert Inn Hotel in Las Vegas is proud to present the final performance of an exciting engagement, the incomparable singing sensation, Miss Dolores Van Cartier. Started my life in a wanton dress that somebody threw out. I knew the way it felt to always live and die, to be without the simple things. So afraid my friends would see the guilt in me. So I've got a good job in the city. It's kind of weird doing this via Skype because, like, we're looking at each other. Like, we would be looking at each other and have a conversation when we were if we mm. were in the same room. But it feels weird to be like talking to you about, "Hi, I'm B," and today we're yes. doing blah blah blah. Yeah, because I think normally when we would do this in person, we definitely look the other way. Yeah, <laughs> it feels a little strange. <laughs> and then when you first moved over to Vancouver when we were recording, both of our internet connections were so bad we couldn't see each other. Also so this kind point. of feels like like the 2.0 version yeah. of Harpies after yes. a very long break. Yeah, I guess we should like maybe rather than just doing a how are you recap. We need your life update. Yeah, a, a quick recap of, because we're both living in different places. I... Um, it's been seven months. Mm. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my god. I love that at the beginning we were like, like it, there were stages of it, I feel like. Like initially we we're like, oh, you know, it'll be a couple of weeks. And then we're like, okay, mm. that's come on. It'll be like a month. We'll do it in the new year. And then just yeah. all of a sudden, but, like, we've, no. We've done like, haven't we done like, we've done two or something or three so. since you've been over there? I think so. But they were so hard because yeah. the Skype connection was so bad that it kept cutting out and it'd be lagging and yeah. it would take like four attempts to do anything. Yeah. I'm really hoping that doesn't happen this time around. It seems way better now. And I think also yeah, it's way better now the connections heap seems better and mm. I'm no longer making the foolish mistake of studying full time and trying to work. You I didn't, Working yeah. several jobs. Mm, I didn't think that was very... out of control. Yeah, I've cut way, way back. So, um, yeah, I'm now living in a place that has good internet Ooh. and loud cars. So, Yay. I hopefully, I think because I've got headphones and you probably people, I hope think it will be picked up on this. But, um, mm. yeah, Richard and I moved to a co-op a couple of months ago. Um, <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> I know. Uh, so we're living right downtown Vancouver um, in this beautiful historic building on it's like, I don't know what the equivalent, it's kind of like, I guess, like Lambton Key or like Queen Street type. It's like the main kind of shopping street. Okay. Um, and it's not a place I would normally have ever come and hung out. Like I did come down here a, a few times, but it's got like the Gap and Ooh. Lush and Prada. 
and uh, yeah it's, so you're there all the time I'm sure. yeah all the time I will often walk past so like on our block there's Prada it's so bizarre Prada um was it like what's another fancy name Versace I think is across the street and Yves Saint Laurent but often I walk past there to go to the supermarket to get treats very regularly braless um well you have to yeah and like people down in this part of town are extremely shiny and fancy and so the first maybe week or so I felt just like really insecure and like I've got to get new sunglasses I've got to get my hair done and then now it took not long to be like fuck it I'm going in effectively my pajamas to the supermarket (laughs) waving to the people in the Versace store what up um, my broken sunglasses. Guess comfy, me. <laughs> I know. Um, but it's a it's a cool area. As soon as you get off the kind of main street, it's actually a really cool area of town. We're near the water and we're near Stanley Park, um, which is a big, big, big green space. And so okay. Um, and we live with cool people. The cops really great and weird, and that's what I love <laughs> awesome. about it. Yeah. So yeah, and you have also moved. I have also moved. I live in a very, very cool suburb in Wellington, which I will not name (laughs) (laughs) for anonymity reasons because Wellington's tiny. Teeny tiny. Um, No, it's very cool. I really, really like it here. I feel very much a part of a community, which is nice because, you know, I grew up in a small town. That kind of thing is important to me. So I really like that. And my house is super warm and have internet and there's no bossy old man upstairs writing aggressive letters to everyone <laughs> about putting the rubbish out properly. So, and in some ways I miss that. But I was just going to say that's relief. like a slight loss. I have um, kept like, all of the letters that he yeah. wrote over two and a half years. There are many. Like you almost need someone in there that will photocopy you one and send you them just so you yeah. can keep up to date. Just needed a little spy. I still probably know the door codes so. though. <laughs> Maybe I could give that a home and check in on how he's doing. Um, yeah, so I'm enjoying life here. It was my birthday recently and that was really Yay. fun. And I'm super tired because mm. I'm always tired. But it's the end of term here. So I've got one more week of school as of recording. Um, and it'll be nice to have holidays. For sure, yeah. I've been on holiday from school for a couple of weeks and it is a dream. Yeah. An absolute dream. And it's also, I was just thinking about, like, with both of our moves, it's really nice living in a nice house. Yes. Like, yes. that should not fucking be a luxury or a surprise, but... Um, and yet. Uh, yeah, exactly. One that, like, is, like you say, warm and dry mm. and, like, it can, like... Yeah has enough space for me to be in and mm, it also mm. is actually a house in Vancouver, you know, <laughs> like not yeah, a yeah, house, I mean, house but, you know, that I have shelter in a city with yeah. like incredible homelessness and yeah. And you yeah. know, we're having that in Wellington at the moment with there being a, a huge shortage of rental properties yeah. and the rental properties that are available are just terrible and just filled with black mold mm. and awful. Mm-hmm. Like my, um, I'm still living with my flatmate from the last place, but we have a new flatmate as well. She's really great. And she was telling us that she once lived in a flat where just there were slugs on the carpet because there was a gap between the, yeah, between the floor and like the wall and slugs would just come in overnight and then there'd just be slug carpet. Oh no. I had, I've heard people Mm. that say things like that before. I'm just like, I can't fathom how this, like what's happening that there's slugs inside. 
that's Mud what's cup. happening. Yeah, yeah someone <coughs> um, shared this Craigslist listing, which is like the trade me kind of, I guess. Um, I mean, everyone outside of New- in North America knows what Craigslist is, I'm sure. I know I what Craigslist is. Ex- yeah, I don't need to explain <laughs> it. Um, this Craigslist post for, it was like, I can't remember how they phrased it, but um, the, I think they called it a flex space. Okay. Um, and they were asking fifteen hundred a month, um, which like rent is definitely cheaper here. Um, oh, okay. Just but other things are more expensive, like purchasing it. So fifteen hundred a month. Um, had no windows. Um, mm-hmm. I've lived in a flat where one of the rooms had no windows. Yeah, and then you saw the picture of it. It was like a they they have these things here called laneway houses, and so because there's alleyways that run behind like kind of in between the the houses so there's the streets and then there's an alleyway so that your house backs onto and so people are building sometimes often nice like kind of a little granny flat at the back or turning like a garage into like a bigger dwelling that can be used as a home okay but this was it was like a garden shed um one it had no kitchen um Good. you couldn't yeah you couldn't actually cook in it it did have i think a bathroom or like a toilet um had, hope. yeah and yeah 1500 a month right and it's just but the thing that's like they can do that because what are you gonna mm-hmm. fuck it makes me wild like it just it just oh, infuriates well, me it's like it's like for the my bond for the place that i'm living in they charge the absolute maximum that they could and then they also put on a letting fee because it's a property manager. Mm. And then did like quite a few weeks in advance. And so the whole thing came between the three of us to $3,600. And we had to pay it because that's not normal for a bond no. in New Zealand. That's not normal. But we had to pay it because there are no Yeah, what are you going to do? And we like, fuck, we, yeah. found, we found a house. We have to take it. Yeah. Because otherwise we're homeless and we don't have anywhere to live. And it's just the competition in Wellington is out of control. Yeah. And, you know, we're three people who have very secure jobs mm. and, you know, have guaranteed income coming in. And we're going, fuck, how hard is it for students or people yeah. with part-time work or people who are in between jobs? Like, that's yeah. impossible. But. Yeah. Tell you what, the savings took a bit of a hit on that one. Yeah. And that's a thing. I bought a fridge. That's another exciting life thing that happened. I bought a fridge. So that's my first, I would say, proper adult purchase. That is a very adult purchase, some whiteware. It is very precious to me. Well I'm looking very intensely at the, <laughs> yeah. at the iPad. I believe it. I believe like, it. Oh God. <laughs> it's very important to me. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Shall we talk about the movie? Yeah, I mean, I watched it over a month ago when we were originally going to read it. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how much I remember. Uh, well, I, I have but a synopsis. Tell me about it. Tell me, like, why you it. Um, so I... So this is just, yes, a straight two back in the habit from 1993. Yeah. Um, I'll quickly read the synopsis. It says, in this Thank sequel, you. Las Vegas performer Dolores Van Cartier is surprised <laughs> by a visit from her nun friends, including Sister Mary Patrick and Sister Mary Lazarus. Whether this is those two, anyway. It appears mm. Dolores is needed in her nun guise as Sister Mary Clarence to help teach music to teens at a troubled school in hopes of keeping the facility from closing at the hands of Mr. Crisp. 
a callous administrator. Fuck Mr. Crisp. Oh, fuck Crispy. Can Dolores <laughs> shape the rowdy kids into a real choir? And that's it. So, Ovs, this is a sequel to Sister Act, the one. Um, which <laughs> I think this is like I have seen that one. Had, had you seen this before? Nope. Had you I seen either seen of them? Sister Act movies. Yeah. Um, this is by far <laughs> the best. Like I don't. The first one's fun, but I think this is one of those rare, uh, yeah, rare occasions. But that the sequel is better. Um, and I chose this one. I've seen it. Like I saw it at the theatre. Um, I was the perfect age for it because I was 12 when this came out and it's a musical with like at the time kind of very current um, hip hop ish (laughs) references (laughs) yeah adjacent adjacent. Um, a young cast like I remember watching this and being like I want to be in that movie like I wish I could be in that movie um, or be in that choir uh, and then I think just a lot of my friends saw it around the same time, and so it was this real like touchstone. Even people who I didn't know when I was twelve, as I got old, older, people who were my age had all seen it and loved it. Mm. Um, and then we were all went on to be like massive Lauren Hill fans, and um, that's awesome. So I think, yeah. Oh, oh my that? gosh, you can hear those <laughs> loud vehicles! Holy I hate holy. them. I am such a Grinch. At one point, I've got a photo, actually, I should dig it out, of Richard standing at the window with a knife, and he had just been cooking, but it definitely, he hates cars so much. It's like, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so I, like, I've lost count, I don't know how, I've seen this so many times, I, I yeah, I couldn't tell you how many times, but it was interesting watching it this time, actually, I think this is... I can't think of when I last saw it, but I it must have been not that long ago because I think I watched it with I made Richard watch it. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert is not his kind of movie. Um, and but this time I I feel like I saw it in a different light than I had as that I had previously, which was kind of an interesting experiencing experience. Um, made me feel kind of a bit old because <laughs> I, I kind of oh. had switched from. Like, I still watch it and be like, oh, to be, like, those kids, how fun. Um, but this time I felt heaps more of a, like, a, um, an adult watching kids, an adult, mm. like, being proud of kids, like, being yeah. protective of the kids, whereas for most of the times I've watched it previously, it's me identifying with the children, not me identifying with the teachers. Um, but I think it's now being a teacher – being you know 36 and just being yeah so I was kind of surprised myself I definitely I don't know (laughs) how normal this is and I have got my periods this is a very big but I cried through a lot of it and I was very tired (laughs) but I just couldn't I I just like I I always would cry when I was young like when you know Rita didn't get to go or like when they sang his eyes on the sparrow but this time most of it just I felt very proud very proud of those children. <laughs> she's just, she's just very earnestly like nodding. Like, very proud. Like, wow, well, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I like if you think about it too de- about it deeply, which I think was interesting. Will be interesting to talk about. Yes. 
of course, it's like it's a very fluffy movie. It very oh, yeah. rudely only gets seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which I cannot I believe. I was shocked by that. I was shocked because I really enjoyed it. I was like, "This is a yeah. fun movie." I wish I'd seen that when I was younger. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, then I looked it up to double check. I think some character names because I was just like, "I don't know who the fucking one was." Yeah, yeah. I think I watched this just as I was starting to write the mid-year reports, Ooh. which, as you guys will all know. We struggle with. Hate <laughs> so reports. I was writing them, and so I was like, I don't remember anyone's names. And I looked it up, and I thought, how could this have so little support? It's delightful. It does get ninety-five percent of Google users like this movie, and I gave it a thumbs up. So I've added to that. <laughs> well, <there you> <laughs> but yeah, seven percent. I can. I, I was surprised that it was that low. Like I don't think that it's like it's not it's a not bad. No, I don't think it's that bad. It's not a super. Not but it's a kids movie. You know, yeah, like it's fine. Yeah. So you liked it? I did. I did. Yay. I enjoyed it. I think I don't think I had like the emotional attachment to it. Mm. Um, just because yeah, I was watching it as a teacher and being like, Oh, good work guys and yeah, yeah, yeah. and also being like, Oh, that was mm, I've uh, done that deliberate act of teaching. Yeah. I would have done something different there. Like coming at it from that perspective. And also, I think I yeah, because I was writing reports, I was just analyzing everything children were doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I've been doing for the last few while. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I didn't have that kind of like emotional investment, but I was like, oh, this is really lovely. And yeah. It's a cute movie. It is a cute nice. movie. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't re- like what happened in the first one. So she she was hiding and she dressed as a nun. Yeah, and so that's what I in know. the first one, she's. Um, like a Las Vegas, not a showgirl, a headliner. Not a showgirl. <laughs> um, and she, her like boyfriend is in the mob or something, or she, mm. yeah, and she witnesses, she, I can't remember actually. I haven't seen it. I think I've only seen it a few times in comparison. I think she witnesses someone get shot or she witnesses some kind of crime. And then um, she, the cops want her to go into witness protection Okay. And this is what they find for her, and she obviously That's has, weird. Yeah, I know. Um, like, an incredibly difficult time initially fitting in, and her and the mother superior don't get on very well. Um, all of the nuns, like, are the ones that we see as the teachers, but also none of the fathers are in the original one. Um, oh, okay. But um, all the nuns we see and the nuns that we see in the other kind of smaller parts and the other performances they're all in the most of them are in the first one um and um in the original she the the where does a nun live a monastery nunnery a a church uh sure (laughs) yeah chapel i don't know it's it's friday my brain died yeah i don't know much about the catholic church but they it's like really drab. Convent. Convent. That's it. Uh, yes. Maria. Don't tweet at us if we're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't care. Um, it's really drab and really boring and she wants to, and then she ends up like taking over the nun choir and Fantastic. she okay. discovers that um, the one that doesn't wear the same habit as everyone else, the little... None. little mousy one yeah that she has this like incredible voice and um so she kind of brings that out and they do medleys and they do like a lot of the songs that she does in her opening montage and the sister act two oh, okay they she kind yep. of 
Yeah. Because I did like the opening montage oh my where God, they me. go through it. And <sighs> it's like her, the stage version of her adventures. And I was kind of like, okay, I feel a little caught up. This is good. This yeah. Is good. And I fucking love a medley. I really enjoy a medley. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it opens up with her back in Las Vegas and she's performing. And, I mean, like, Whoopi Goldberg is just a really dynamic presence, Definitely. you know? So it's, I think, kind of, aside from that weird movie where she's got a duck sidekick police partner. No, I thought that was a T-Rex Wait, or something. A T-Rex, yes. A T-Rex on a duck. What? Is this the conversation we're having? <laughs> Uh, which I, I had a not... duck partner. No, a T-Rex <laughs> I think I was getting confused with Howard the Duck. Is that that one movie? Yeah. That's a movie. Yes, that's yes. the one they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I think, have they done both of those movies on How Did This Get Made? For How Did This Get Made. Yes, yeah. that's my confusion. That's the only reason I know about it. Yeah, I know. I've never seen Theodore the T-Rex Rex one. is the name of the, t- the T-Rex. Um, I mean, I'm sure she's still engaging in it, but... I feel like she in has most to be. movies, she's yeah, she's pretty dynamic. So that opens up there and the nuns have gone <coughs> to see her, to kind of trick her into coming back to be a teacher at the school there. Manipulating. Yeah. I love it. And um, Kathy Najimi is one of the nuns um, who was on Hocus Pocus. I know, um, second Kathy Najimi movie. Yeah. And when we go back, we... Um, uh, introduced to Mother Superior, played by I almost said cousin Violet, Maggie Smith. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and they're working at this. Well, we're and that met... actually our second Maggie Smith movie as well, because she was in The Secret Garden. She was too. Yeah. Mm. Stop. Um, we are back in the habit. We are <laughs> back in the habit. I love it. I've been calling it Sister Act Two back in the habit. I have to say the entire name. Um, no. but yeah, so, so there, we're like, no we're to be, we're to believe they're working at this kind of like urban inner city school mm. that coincidentally Dolores also attended. Yes. And I was I, like, did we, okay. Did we need that? That no. was unnecessary. <laughs> and it is yeah. definitely, it, it's, it's a very, cartoonish mm. like I, but I think it's like when I saw it this again when I was watching it this time I was like Ugh. like when she first kind of goes into the classroom to meet her music class and they're kind of all standing around singing it's like that's not that then like that isn't actually scary they're no. not actually out of control seeming not um, at all they were just singing it was yeah. nice <laughs> good work yeah exactly well done but I guess it's it's to appear like as a kid I was like oh yeah this is dangerous naughty I did have I guess I guess after you worked at that very difficult school Mm. before you came to the school that we both worked at, Mm -hmm. you were probably like, whatever. (laughs) I know. I know. I did have this moment of like two things actually I was gonna say. One, like when they're driving into this there's like this kind of shot where they're driving over the bridge into San Francisco and I thought how this era I think we've kind of touched on this a number of times, but this era of movie making uh, it both a feels really comforting because it's so yeah. familiar, but also I think it really romanticized America in my mind. Like uh, being yeah. from New Zealand, um, like it, it just it, it really. I don't. It's so it's hard to know how to explain it because like if you if you haven't like for people who aren't in New Zealand, um, but I'm sure there's similarities 
for people other outside of outside of North America. But it just everything about it feels completely different and completely romantic, and like the cars and the yeah. the like the, the 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 soda that they drink or the like street signs and this all I think like watching a lot of those movies as kids um in America this like the cities are always a big character and even even when it's not done like super harder in this movie and so for sure when I was watching movies when I was younger those kinds of in that era I think I had like really built up America in my mind to be this like super amazing exciting fun time place and it always felt very I don't know, it's just all so iconic. Like, you'd instantly be like, ah, yes, San Francisco, full mm-hmm. house, gotcha, gotcha. And yes. you're back on board. And yes, so, totally. That's because, so true. Because New Zealand is so small and we just don't have the funding to make heaps of local television. Like, there are some, but yeah. there's not enough for it to be 24-7 yeah. NZTV. Yeah. You, yeah, you're raised on those images. And for sure. And weirdly, even though we're a little colony and we're still part of the Commonwealth, we didn't get as much British TV. It was American. Yeah, yeah. I think especially by, a, by our age, hey? Like, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So it was sort of all of these images are way more locked in my childhood than yeah. most of the images of New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. And it feels strangely, <laughs> Just weird. Yeah, strangely familiar. Um, even though like, and exactly like you say, like, oh, that's where that TV show was filmed. And, mm-hmm. and also I think we were like, we both, love tv and movies but definitely uh, like the time kind of 80s and 90s when we were growing up there was just a lot of television that was watched you know like that we like I got home from school and watched tv um and um and like I think and maybe even a generation before us that there was wouldn't have been that same access to, to tv um and to american television and I mean, we had, by that point, and... yeah, three channels. Mm. Yeah, you know. that was huge. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did, the other thing I was thinking about was there's this scene when she first gets there and um, the mother superior, Maggie Smith, comes to talk to her and kind of reveals that they've brought her there because they have, they're struggling with the school. Mm. They can't, like, the, the school's just, the kids are disengaged. Um, the curriculum is terrible and they thought maybe she could help. And like, aside from the fact that she injected life into the convent previously mm. when she was, when she was previously there, there's really no reason why she should, would be able yeah. like, it's like, and then I was she's like, in... is the subtext that she's black? Like, is the subtext <gasps> that she's, oh, and I don't know. It's urban, right? right yeah. Now. And I don't even know. Or maybe, mm. or maybe that is what the writers. I don't know, but I'd never, I'd never really thought it yeah. before, which is probably shitty of me. Um, but I was like, oh, right, because why? Like, aside from yeah, to make a I, sequel, I thought that because I didn't, because I hadn't seen the first movie. I thought maybe she like had a past as a teacher or something. Because I was like, it's weird to just be like, oh man, she was so fun and good at singing. <laughs> we should get her to come and save a whole school. Like, what? Is, yeah, what is, yeah, what? And, I, and I guess like she uh, there are scenes like the how she gets caught in the first one is they have some kind of like fundraiser or something to keep the convent open or I don't I can't remember what it is um and she's always saving convent she's always saving convent um and there's a tv crew that comes to film it and then her boyfriend sees her and then that's whatever. yeah but yeah like she's 
I, yeah, it is. And also, I know we're looking at it from, like, in real life, this would be weird, not in movie land. This is not weird. <laughs> but it is strange. And then I was like, is that, uh, yeah, uh, is that the subtext? And is it a subtext? Because um, the director's black. Um, okay. And so is it that, I mean, not that, yeah, that, whatever. But is it, like, a, is it meant to be good or is it meant to be, like, oh, well, she, you know, mm. we'll get this other black woman to come in and save these like mm. yeah and I think that as we talked about with like dangerous minds um oh dangerous minds <laughs> I don't know. it's just uh it's a really fraught idea I think and it's an idea that as as I was young when, when we were younger I was like this is really empowering and exciting and inspiring and now yeah. older as a teacher and I feel like I have a better understanding of like race and um, kind of economic issues, it's just, it's just, yeah. There's no way of talking about it. Like even in a really kind of light and fluffy movie like this, now watching it, it still kind of struck me of like, yeah. ah, this just feels a bit like. Even though she's she's not a white savior, it's it just the whole. Thank it God. just feels it's just so flat and um, mm. like these kids need saving. Rather than, yeah, and I think yeah. this movie does talk about like I think it kind of slightly touches on the structures in place, kind of, but there's still yeah. like a these kids are bad, the neighborhood is bad, need saving. Um, mm. it has made me feel a little bit more uncomfortable than I had maybe felt in the past, yeah, yeah. But also, those kids weren't bad, they weren't bad, like, well, I mean, don't glue someone's clothes to a chair, <laughs> that that sucks. Yeah. But on the whole, not that bad. No, they're just singing. They're disengaged. Okay. They're disengaged. If you make it interesting, they'll enjoy it more. And look, that's what happened. And they were fine. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I was just kind of like, everyone needs to fucking chill out. I know, <laughs> I know. I was so mean about them and so down on them. And I was like, they're not even being that bad. Yeah. And like when Father Ignatius, who is like the most adorable... Um, is he the Latin one? I don't know who any of the men so were. So Father Ignatius is the little one that teaches math. and is like The math man, okay. Yeah, I think he's a moustache. He's very like... Yes, yes. Yeah. And then Father Thomas is the Latin one. And then the other one I just call him Father Chef. Because I don't know Father Chef, yeah. The cook. And then Father Maurice, who is like a human version of Maurice from Beauty and the Beast. No, actually. Holy <laughs> shit, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> Um, yeah, when he's taking her down there and they're like, you know, like getting her to brace herself and it's just like, yeah, they, and it's not even because it's like poorly acted. It's just like this, they haven't actually given you anything to like, there's no one mm. seems to be aggressive. No one is like super yeah. defiant. Like she gets them, like she kind of gets them to sit down and they sit down. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's oh, weird. The, na- the nails on the chalkboard thing, yeah. I was not all right with. I have a lot of issues with that. I had to, um, I, I knew it was coming, so I had to mute my mute my things. I can't cope with that sound. Well, I, I don't even like reaching into like a, a wooden drawer and knowing that my fingernails are going to touch the bottom of the drawer because it's like, yeah. <laughs> 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 so even thinking about it. Somewhere we're giving someone the opposite of ASMR right now. <laughs> <We're just laughs> totally like, right. Or like but if my nail accidentally scratches on concrete or something. Just no. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I, when that was happening, I was like, oh, am I out? I might be out. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <sighs> so she's given this kind of ragtag bunch of kids. 
Um, the only which the only kids um, who have really like we still like went on to do anything really after like a lot of the adult actors did, but um, mm. Lauren Hill and Jennifer Love Hewitt are really the only two. Jennifer Love Hewitt, the tiniest baby Jennifer Love Hewitt. I had no idea she was in this movie, so when she came <laughs> so on funny. screen, I went the fuck and took <laughs> my iPad. I was I like, know. what? I, I know. had no idea. I was so shocked just because. I don't know, I've also sort of forgotten that she was a thing. But yeah. I just didn't expect to see her in anything that wasn't, like, Ghost Whisperer. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It's weird five. to me. She's party, party of five or and five, whatever it is. Party of five. Of five, yeah. And Ghost Whisperer, and that's what the she end. does. And Can't Hardly Wait. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Oh, I love Can't Hardly Wait. Mm, me too. Um, so, yeah, there's, like, this kind of mixture of kids and um, – they do, like, they do in everything where there's kind of, like, different little stereotypes or uh, like, mm. archetypes. There's, like, a nerd kid and there's a Frank Hay, like, a white wannabe. Frank Hay. Frank Hay, hey, ho. Frank Hay. No. <laughs> Stop it. Um, and then we have the amazing Rita as played by Lauren Hill, who is, like, she's, she's just a tough oh. nut and she, like, but also, she's fucking luminous. Oh my god! Like she and, I, and she, and she, I think she would have been about seventeen in this. Yeah, like she's just amazing, like breathtaking. And there's this scene, like kind of fairly early on in the movie, like where Whoopi Goldberg's like, "The fuck am I going to do with these kids?" And she goes up on, I guess, the roof. I don't know where the fuck those kids are hanging out, Who and knows? they're listening to music and rapping. And Lauren Hill starts rapping, and it's just like she's so fucking good. Yeah. Like, just very, very talented. Oh, my God. Like, there are other kids, uh, Amal in particular, who are, who are super talented as yeah. well. But, like, when you hear that, you're like, oh, she's an actual musician. Like she's, she's such amazing presence. Yeah, hugely it's so. Just, uh, she's very, very good. Yeah, you notice her way more than you do any of the other kids. Oh, um, 100%. Yeah. So... Basically, these kids are in this class because they think that they can just turn up and pass. Mm. Um, and Whoopi's like, fuck no. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, and so um, she decides to turn them into a choir. And I guess the kind of other story that's going on in the background is she overhears that um, the school administrator is planning and the archdiocese is planning on shutting the school down and not letting them even see out the year. Um, it's so horrible. It's so awful, and it can and we it, can we please not run things like schools or convents or whatever as businesses? Exactly. How yeah. about that? I think I made a note about this. Like that. That this is it's cap. Like this is capitalism, and this is it's interesting seeing this with kind of the climate then, but also particularly the climate now in the States mm. and, like, trying to come into New Zealand and in England and, like, everywhere, neoliberal, the neoliberal world, of, uh, like, he makes this, Blech. yeah, we hear this statement where Chris says, um, like, like, kind of being like, oh, you know, like, we just can't help it, it's just got no money. And Father Maurice, aside from his weird comment about discipline being the only teaching advice he has, yeah, he actually seems yeah. kind of sweet and, like, he likes the school. Um but Chris says, like, oh, it would be more valuable as a parking lot. And it's like that just encapsulates everything mm-hmm, <laughs> about mm-hmm. a neoliberal approach to yeah. education. 
Because, yeah, totally, education, not valuable at all. Yeah. You can get a couple of bucks off a person to park their car. Oh, inherently valuable. It's not, and like, like, yeah, schools aren't, the intention is not to make money. No. And it's so, like, this. Nor should it ever be. No, and this lie that we've been sold that, yeah, that that this is what, this is how we understand worth. When a thing can turn a profit or even break even. Like, it doesn't, like, of course a school has to, run and it has to have yes. but it should just be given that money like yeah, this is a, exactly. the whole thing is a like I, I feel, have you seen that meme when it's like um on one side luke skywalker from like the early movies and then the current movie and on the first side it's like me me as a first year student liberal da, 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 and then like me as in like anarchist professor <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah or something like that yeah. Um, but I feel like that's so true. I feel like I just get so much more crotchety and like radical as I get older, but also, um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Thank God. Cause a lot of people go the other way. And get yeah. Crotchety. Yeah. And I feel like, I, like, it's like you get kind of less strident cause you are more kind of understanding of the world, but just that I think that we need to talk about things as they actually are. And like, this is a fluffy movie, but it's a good conduit for that conversation. Mm. And that like I was listening to this really I was listening to an interesting podcast recently. Um, it's a New Zealand podcast um, at the drive-thru. And oh, they okay. were talking about just this idea of like, um, I think Bill English or someone like that had made the comment that, you know, like we believe that, New, you know, New Zealanders know how to spend their money better than the government does. Wow, 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 wank, wank, wank. And, um, <laughs> and they were kind of talking about that and how, just the, like the idea of money is it's a made up idea. Like and we now talk <laughs> about it like it's fact, right? Like that, that money yeah. is this thing outside of time that we can't control. We can't help it. But, and you know, like, I'm sorry that power costs so much. But, like there's nothing <sighs> we can do. Actually, no, there is. What at some point in history we could have just said, we're just giving you power. Like yeah. it, it, could yeah. have, it could be a thing that a government could just like now or, you know, however many years ago have said everyone gets power. That's just yep, the, and that's the, that's just the end, yep. yeah. There's nothing to say that you can't do that. And the same thing, like, there's nothing to say. And, like, you know, and I can just, like, hear the dads of the world being like, well, actually, in the real world, balancing budgets and blah, blah, blah. But Fuck no, off. because the government isn't a business. And, like, to no. talk about, and that's the other, I think, lie that we've kind of been sold is, like, oh, the government balances its budget just like you do in your home. No, because the government no, doesn't. creates money and create like. Exactly. That it's well, it can just like, school. Exactly. Well, I, I'm doing this project with um, my class at the moment. It's just like a space inquiry, but our key concept has been systems. So um, we're approaching it as you're setting up a new society on a new terraformed planet. Mm-hmm. And because I'm a sneaky liberal, <laughs> I, I said, look, there are six, your six representatives of a council. There's no ruler. You all have completely equal say. Mm-hmm. And each of you represents the different members of this new party who are setting up the settlement. Mm-hmm. And I've got, you know, like scientists and engineers, educators, policy makers and stuff like that. And then one of the six is the advocate role. And their mm-hmm. entire role is to represent those who on earth didn't have a voice. So those with disabilities and lower incomes and things like that. And those who, you know, aren't able bodied. And that is their whole role That's cool. is to make sure that any decision mm-hmm. comes back to 
are these people going to yeah. be represented and have things accessible to them? And the number one rule of setting up their settlement is that every voice is heard and valued mm-hmm. and that it is based on kindness, compassion and inclusivity. Mm. And um, they were talking about, you know, how much they were going to charge for certain things. And I said, well, do you need to have money? <laughs> and, I, and I fucking blew their mind. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, we don't. Yeah. We don't because why would we? Why can't we all just help each other? And I was like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So they're doing that and they're coming up with the rules of their society and all of these things. And they've been awesome, like – they set up one of the groups set up their rule that if you have um, a building that is more than a story high, you must have ramps and elevators so it's accessible to everyone. So cool. And another one of them are like, we're just not going to have stairs on our planet because why do you need them? Not everyone can use them. We can all use ramps. That's and they've just cool. been doing this and setting up rules like um, even if you really want something, you have to think about other people first and you know things like yeah. that. That's so and great. And the whole class of 30, only one kid brought up military or police in the first session. And I was like, fuck yes. Yeah. Fuck yes. And, it's, and they said it. They're like, oh, my gosh, should we set up a military? And the other kids went, do we need to? And he sort of thought about it and he went, oh, actually, no, we don't. We're fine. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is my dream. Yeah. <laughs> so and good. you see that so often with kids, like like with the one we did last year with the, yeah. I can't remember what, what was it? Making a town, a city. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, city planning. City planning, that's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that, that you said that you see both things and that, like, kids, uh, like, there's so much stuff that they, like, at that age have already started to, like, absorb. Like, mm. oh, well, we need a jail or we need a bank or we need a whatever. Um, but also, this, it's so easy to, like, like, they're also so receptive to be, like, well, have you thought about this one? And they're like, oh, actually, yeah, but that'll be fine. Like, and... And it feels like sometimes I feel like I talk about this stuff. I'm like, am I just being really naive or really pie in the sky? But, but if we don't, then mm. like if we the the other option is accepting that what we currently have is <sighs> is a working, which it it isn't, it isn't. Um, or is um, the inherent kind of law of nature and the way things no. are. No, and that's the thing is, oh, my God, sorry, everything's collapsing in my room. Um, but that's the thing is, like, we don't have to run our societies like this. We don't have to do these no, things. That's just yeah. how it's been set up by a core group of people who benefited from it. Yeah, and it's so And had the most power and went, so we must continue. It's exactly. Like, no. And how everything other is talked about as an idea or as a theory. So, like, if we think about, like, socialism or communism, mm. it's like, oh, this is this person's, this human's idea. Yes, as is what we're currently doing. <laughs> like, that is true for sure. So is this. Like so is this. Yeah. And and I even I fall into the trap of like, oh, that's this political idea. Mm. It's no more an idea, and it's no less valid than what we're currently doing. Um, but we talk about it like it's outside of time. Like it's just you know. And I yeah. yeah. And I think that again, I think watching this movie now as an adult and as a teacher. Um, just seeing that for what it is and like this is like it's kind of set up as he's this he's the big bad like the the Mm. school administrator is the big bad and as he should be because he's terrible he doesn't care about the kids and whatever but the system is the real big bad system is the real fucking big big and that this is a real thing happening like it's kind of the setup in this classic you know kid teen movie like defeat the kind of 
Like there's yeah. a there's a problem and the thing's cutting down. You know, the sports team's losing its coach or the, the yeah. whatever. Like there's always a you know a, this thing kind of in the you rally together. Um, and but this is this is accurate. This is actually happening. You know, and mm. and not only is it this idea that it's not valuable because it's not making money money, but also that if, like this is a very very intentional and this mm. is intentionally happening in New Zealand and in America and Canada and wherever is that schools are intentional and I, I feel like this conspiracy theorist but it's and it is a conspiracy <laughs> but it's real that schools are intentionally poorly run so you can make mm. this like corporate fucking capitalist argument to be like well look this well of course they're failing they've got no how could they not fail like they're meant to yeah. fail. The system isn't broken. The system is doing exactly what it's meant to do, which is to mm. cause this stuff to fail, you know, and predominant. And they make that, that state, someone says, you know, this is the last school in this community because, mm. of, because communities of color and poor communities don't matter because how do you make money? You know, they need to be able to make money off them. Yeah. yeah. And they get completely fucked over. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked, man. It's, yeah, it's infuriating. And while in this, I get, like, some kind of, like, pl- pleasure from seeing, like, I always love a community coming together. Like, it's such yes. a, it's so great to watch. Yes. But it's also so infuriating that they have to. Like, they shouldn't yeah. have to. And so you, I get this kind of, like, mixture. Because you have to be so careful about, like, you see these, like, um, in the wake of Grimfell Tower, seeing yeah. the community coming together is, like, this beautiful, wonderful thing. But I, I feel kind of cautious about it as not cautious about celebrate. I think it should be celebrated, but cautious mm. in that you don't want like libertarians to swoop in and be like, "Yeah, look, we don't need government. They're doing it themselves," <laughs> you know, because like that's not the like this is great. No, we should use communities, but communities should mm. always still have the support of the government to be Definitely. able to do what they have to do. Definitely, yeah. So our governments just need to be better. Hey, you guys. Yeah. Just hey. while we're here, it's the election this year in New Zealand. Please oh, vote. Please, yeah. And, but, I mean, please. Like, they're all fuckers. Like, fuck Labour. What the fuck? But, yeah. I, but um. I, I, yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm finding this very difficult to lead up to the election because, like, the parties I would be leaning towards are doing some fucked up shit and I'm like I know all of them are flawed and I'm not going to find like the ideal one that you know suits everyone blah 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 like you said the dads of the world telling us this kind of thing but what the fuck yeah and this is the thing what the fuck Rich and I were talking about this today in terms of we were specifically talking about labor and their like uh xenophobic fucking policies um and and that the policies are maybe not as bad as the rhetoric but the but even if the policies are not as bad as the rhetoric, the rhetoric is there. And you, yes. in order to, to put forward this anti-immigration, xenophobic rhetoric, you have to think it. And I think, like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing? So either the Labour Party is foolishly thinking they can appeal to people in the centre-right, which, no, why would you not vote national? Everyone is on who is conservative is going to vote national. They're, no, they're yeah. never going to be brought over to labor so there's like there's yeah there's that or the other thing is that they actually think this and i think even if they're trying to appeal to this like center right or this like racist um kind of thread of Mm. working class new zealand there still must be a nugget of them actually yeah believing this or that 
or they're willing to compromise their exactly, ideals which is to get those racist bad. xenophobes. And it's like, what the fuck? I know. I don't know. And like the Greens teaming up yeah. with like NZ First, and like, the whole thing's very, very stressful. But also do vote. Yeah, please do. And, and that's just the other thing. Like, I feel like, like Labour and the Greens have such an easy win with with Bill English. Like, it's, yes. this should be in. This should be. You shouldn't have to do all this other bullshit. No. You know, and, and like, like if especially Jeremy, all the latest stuff that's happened with Bill English with. Okay, so I'm what? so sorry for all of the listeners who either A, don't care about politics, or B, don't know what the fuck we're talking about <laughs> yeah, sorry, from New Zealand. Sorry. But it's just, like, things are a little bit weird here at the moment because some weird little, like, MP from Southland recorded his staff bad-mouthing him, which I find hilarious Same. that they were doing that. Same. And then he basically, there was, like, a little investigation. He had to pay people off, and he told our Prime Minister about it. And then it sort of come to light. And the Prime Minister was like, no, I don't think he mentioned that. I don't, I don't recall. And then, like, a couple of hours later, had to be like, oh, actually, yeah, I was interviewed by the police. My bad. You would fucking remember that. Of course you would. You fucking would. remember that happening, dickwad. Yeah. And so now he's just, like, going back on his word. Oh, did it even happen? I don't know. Yes, it did. It and did. did you know and that interviewed he's... by the police. And don't be a dickhole about this. And you know that he's, like, looked at John Key and being like, well, he could lie all the time. He was just and then fucking so then Andrew Little, who is the leader of the opposition Mm. party, has Mm. said like, like is trying to kind of make an attack. Has said something like, "Yes, there is a tape, and we need to hear what's on it." No, no, because it's a privacy issue. This is the point. They were they were (sighs) recorded when they shouldn't have been. Yeah, none of us are meant to hear it. Andrew Little, Andrew Little is such a drongo. Oh fuck. Like, just, he's such a drongo and I'm just like why are you doing this stop I know. giving national an easy win you egghead <laughs> oh my god I know and now I'm on Peter Dunn's electorate which is just like <laughs> the worst <laughs> like, oh my god I know but I either can vote for Peter Dunn or I can vote for that Labour guy that like wants to arm the police or whatever the fuck oh, he wants to do fucking hell <laughs> I know I know but I also, love that it's it's very, very, very clear to anyone listening who we vote for. I love it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's no mystery. This is all very <laughs> And I think that, like, not to get too, I don't know, but, like, looking at what happened in England mm. with, with Jeremy Corbyn, like, yeah. he, like, he, I, I read this great, well, it wasn't meant to be good at it, like, this article recently <laughs> that was, like, in response to Jeremy Corbyn saying that they should house Grimford Tower victims in like the luxury apartments that are empty in in Chelsea and in Kensington and the um, person who was writing was like see he's a Marxist you thought he wasn't but he is and now what are you gonna do and I'm like no good that's good like and his whole this person's whole thread was like oh if only the young people knew that he truly no that's why they voted for him they know that they know how how progressive and how radical he is that's his appeal because otherwise you just vote Tory. I know, I know. And this is the thing with the parties, and you, like, what people are missing is not some wishy washy centre that that is like bullshit, racist, and can't figure out what it wants. What they're missing is an actual viable left wing party. Yes, yes. <sighs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm. So joyful, joyful. So oh, yeah. So day. we are talking about a so stretching back in the habit. Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Happy's 
back in the heaven of talking about politics and getting very socialist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So she makes them into a choir. Yeah. And they, she figures out they can sing when she's making them chant. If you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention, which is odd. The teaching choices in this are not great. Um, yeah. The best teacher, I think, is Kathy and Jamie's character trying to teach about, like, promiscuity. And, like, she seems to actually she be engaged. She was excellent. Yeah. Um, I very much enjoyed her. And then the kids, some of the kids sing it, and she's like, oh, my God, you can sing. And she's seen them rap. But and... she should know because she heard them sing. It's, this really bugged me. I know. Because when she first comes into the classroom, they're all singing, and they sound amazing. Yes. And she's kind of like, huh. And then later she's like, wait, you guys can sing? <laughs> yes. And they go, it's a music class, isn't it? Well, that doesn't mean, okay. (laughs) So, but not only can they sing, they're all, of course, incredible. At this point, Rita. Super, super talented. Yeah, Lauren Hill's character has, like, left because she's mad that they won't just get, be passed. And she's also, like, I think her pride is, like, very, very hurt Mm. that no one followed her. Yeah, she yeah. got up to kind of be like, you know, look, we take this because you pass. And Whoopi says, no, we're not doing that anymore. So she gets up and tries to rally the troops to come with her. And they're all like, no, no we need to pass. Like, yeah. This is really important that we pass this class. Yeah. So she leaves. And I was like, no, sit back down. No. I know. Um, to like got... teenage, you know, when you're a teenager and you're just like, I'm making a stand. Yeah, and even totally. as you're doing it, you're like, I'm fucking up. I'm fucking up. Yeah. I have. My pride has taken me too far. I, I wish I could back up, but I can't. I'm digging in. I'm digging <laughs> in. I'm in a trench now. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, and you even see, like, she walks out the door and then she walks off and then turns back. And then I'm like, I yeah. totally know that feeling. It kind of reminds me of the feeling of when you need to ask your parents something that you're nervous about and you just, like, hover outside their door for, like, about yes. half an hour feeling like you're going to vomit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. she's out. Um, but then the little nun, <laughs> little nun, mousy nun, yeah, um, overhears her and this other um, girl from her class singing "His Eyes on the Sparrow" in the chapel, and it's fucking like just beyond beautiful. Both of them, Amazing. like both of them, these incredible yeah. voices. Um, and eventually, Whoopi is able to um, kind of woo her back into the choir. Um, so they prepare for a performance. Um, they do a happy day, and um, Amal is one of the. He's a funny he's so character. Cute. He's super cute, and he like has this this kind of big spiel about how like he doesn't want to be called by his slave name and his like Western name, and he wants to be. And so, like, I know he's meant to be a stereotype, but a lot of what he has to say he's is very like, super valid. And he calls out the people for you know cultural appropriation mm. and, and he like, reminded me of Freddie from a different world. Hard out, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and he, they, they perform in front of the school, and initially, like, he's just super, super nervous. Um, so she runs them through some kind of vocal exercises, and then he busts out this like jaw-dropping performance oh and God. hits this incredible high note, and I'm like bawling in the dark watching this. <laughs>
I'm just very proud and all the other teachers are very proud and like Father Chef is snapping his fingers along Father and, Chef. <laughs> and Father Ignatius is the most adorable, just loving life. Um just sweet dude. Super sweet. All of the fathers, even Father Thomas, like he seems scary, but I think he secretly just like there's one point I love him because he's just he's that you every school had that yes, teacher who was like sure. outwardly very grumpy and kind of everyone's like, Oh my god, watch out for him, but he's actually just a weird old kook and he's wonderful. Yeah. And there's one and like scene, has a big heart. Yeah, where they're practicing or the choir's practicing and he's like in the in the choir singing along with them when they're in their little <laughs> upstairs room. <laughs> it seems like none of the other teachers have any teaching to do from the the moment they decide to become a choir. I know. And they seem to just like I love the Whoopi just had the autonomy to be able to be like, actually, I'm changing the system. This isn't just a pass class. Yeah. Like, what? I wish I could just make decisions like that Imagine in my that. classroom and just be like, nah, fuck the curriculum. I'm doing what I want. Yeah. And that they. And at, and at our school, we actually do get a lot of freedom. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's still like, ooh. Yeah, and that they could, she could like take over this room and paint it. It reminds yeah. me of a certain teacher that left last year um, with the mural <laughs> painting. <laughs> Which is, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Just um, did what she wanted. <laughs> totally. Um, and, I had to admire it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so the kids are really loving it. Um, I had another thought kind of while watching this that, like, how did I not pick up on this at, at the time? I remember I remember thinking that I had, like, well, I remember having like, a crush on Frank A because I was 12. Frank A. Yeah. Um, and he's like... Just kind of good-looking, smart-ass type guy. I remember having a crush on him. And then Maria, the girl that sings The Love Boat, Mm -hmm. I remember thinking she was just super, super, super cool. Like, very cool. And I wanted to to better watch her a lot. And then now watching it this time (laughs) around, I was like, oh, no, just a crush on both. I see now. That's what that is. Like, when I just, like, think, man, I wish I could watch her a lot of the time. (laughs) Oh, Man, it took me a long time to figure that out. (laughs) Yeah. Just that great deep voice. (laughs) She's very good. She's very good. I instantly jumped on IMDb and was like, what else is she doing? Yes, same. Same. Um, They are kind of trying to fight the school closure, which seems like a totally uphill battle until they figure out that which this is kind of a bummer too they figure out that um mm. the school used to win all these choir awards and they're going to go and compete and then maybe that will help them keep the school open which is like yeah. that shouldn't be a what like cool this is a cool storyline and yes do a choir and yes be successful but yep. that doesn't like <laughs> like just but yeah you shouldn't have to have amazing like prestige in order yeah. to, go to school and open. it's kind of gross That's at the up. end when the Archdiocese, people from the Archdiocese are like, oh, no, we're definitely keeping you open now. We want to come back next year. Gr- yeah, exactly. Mm. It's a great reputation if we do this. Oh, I know. It's gross. But, um, yeah, so they prepare for this. Um, and then we kind of uh, uh, shown how Rita's mom is super not into <laughs> her being interested in mm-hmm. music. Um, her father was a musician and he, you know, they didn't make any, really any money from it. He's, he died. Um, and she's just really practical. And again, I think like watching this as a kid, I was like, she's so mean. Like she, you know, her daughter just wants to sing and she's so good. But again, like as I got older, I was like, oh, I mean, yeah, valid, yeah. you know, like, yeah. 
you we can't all be Lauren Hill no we can't all be Lauren Hill and also <laughs> I think she even Rita's character says this at one point like you know it's not like they're living in the land of opportunity and it's it's a really privileged position to be able to be like oh I'm gonna be I'm gonna just yeah. get rich off um, yeah. some fluke you know of or, or talent or like you know that that mm. is necessarily you know that it's not actually just raw talent it's often like masses of privilege that enable people to yep. be successful in that way. And um, that's a real, yeah, it's a tough line to kind of walk, I think, in a, even in a more serious movie about the same topic of, of course you want to support people's, like, you know, you want kids to feel like they mm-hmm. can be successful, but actually, no, you can't do everything. And, and it's generally there's structures in place that, that stop you from doing that. Um, and that doesn't mean you shouldn't foster, you know, hope and a dream. But also, yeah. I think that people look outside looking in, like when you're at, like for these nuns. I, I watched um, the Keepers, which is the documentary. Uh, it's a Netflix documentary in like a similar vein to Making a Murderer, where it's like a documentary oh, series about a crime. Um, but there was a really, it was, I learned a lot about the Catholic Church and about like nuns and stuff. <laughs> Um, and at one point, the the woman who is kind of central to the story, who she was like, it was like a cold case, she got murdered. Her sister is talking to the camera and talking about how when she, so the nun in, in this, this is obviously a true story, she leaves the convent to go and kind of like do this experiment of teaching in a public school, like being a yeah. nun but living in the the world, her and another nun. And her dad, her sister's talking about how her dad was really concerned because she's she's lived in the convent for so long. She's not had to pay bills. She hasn't had to get a, mm. she doesn't get a paycheck. She, everything's provided. Like, yes, it's a bare minimum for a lot of nuns. And it's like, you know, they take this vow of poverty and whatever. But also they don't really live in, unless you choose to, you're not yeah. really living in the real world. You know, no, you're, no. you're quite, you're taken care of. And not to say that their lives are necessarily easy, but you're kind of outside of society, even yeah. when you're in a, in a school like that. So, like, for these nuns to come in and be like, oh, let's just do this fun thing. And they, they get to Lucky go Lucky for you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> for, for a lot of those kids, that's, like, a huge ask to give up. And I don't know. I, I always feel conflicted about this idea of – because obviously I think education is very important being a teacher. Yes. But I, I always feel a little – worried when there's the you know like you have to have an education to get anywhere in the world because I feel like I, I wish that you didn't I wish that every I wish yes. that education and, was... and like what and what does education mean you exactly know? yeah yeah and yeah what kind of education is it and is it like a piece of paper that then allows you to get some bullshit job or mm, is mm. it um I, I wish that wasn't the reason why we educate is for some next step and I wish that people who weren't able to be, because most people who aren't educated, it's not through any choice of their own. No, no. That have then, it's a situation. Um, yeah. Like I heard recently that I think Rahm Emanuel, who's the fucking mayor of Chicago, he wanted to instill, and he used to be something to do with Obama, I can never remember what, but um, he wanted to bring in this policy where you only got your high school graduate certificate if you either had been accepted into a college or you had what? a job. What the fuck? Yeah. That's Isn't that bullshit? I know. So you could go through all the oh college, high school 
and and finish everything and if you couldn't get but that's a job, still not enough isn't that fucking oh, terrible that's disgusting i know and especially because a lot of job, you a lot of people won't hire you if you don't have a high school graduate oh my God. like yeah and again it's like this idea that like it's just this pipeline it's not just education for the sake of education yeah. it's education for some next step in a bullshit system that yeah. is like sets up to for you to fail it's like going back to my students and their inquiry at the moment, um, because one of the board, the council members, is about education. I said, well, what does that mean to mm. you guys? Do you think, like, is this about setting up a kindergarten and then a primary school and then a high school and then university? Or, like, what, what else could education look like? So mm. we had a big discussion about that. And the majority of them went, well, we're setting up a whole new society, so we don't have to do things mm. the way they've always been done. So mm-hmm. Fantastic. What yes. would you change? And they wanted the majority of their education to be practical and hands-on and mm. actually relating to what they needed on the planet. That's cool. And they're like, because we're, we're on a brand-new planet, so heaps of the stuff that we're going to need to deal with we would never have encountered before, mm. so why would we teach people things that yeah. they're not going to use? I was like, oh, fuck, you guys are awesome. Oh yeah, so, so good. So good. And then another one of the kids who loves us a lot. Do you remember her? Yes, <laughs> girl who, I do. Oh. I know what you mean. <laughs> she was like, but the arts are very important. The arts are very important. And if you're on a, a planet and there's not other art, you need to be creating art because it's very important to humanity. And I said, well, why, why are we saying we don't, we can't do it? Who said that? And she's like, oh my gosh, you're right. Art is practical too. <laughs> I love you. You're fantastic. So, yeah, that was really empowering and fantastic. And also, can they be in charge? Yeah, I mean, for real. Seriously. Yeah. There's so many better ideas. They genuinely do. Yeah. They really get it. Yeah, and I don't yeah. want that to be crushed out of them by the status quo. Yeah, I know. I hear you. Um, they... Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Dancing in the street. They do a fundraiser where all the other cute, fucking cute, adorable nuns. We didn't talk about also she made them go and watch the nuns do a little performance at an old folks' home. And I really appreciated how honest the kids were when they came out. They're like, I'm not, wasn't that good? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then she's like, you little shits, you better better say that, that, like, congratulate them or whatever. Yeah. Um, they do this fundraiser, the community comes together. I didn't really like the line where she says, like, oh, we should get the community. They, about, it's about time they do something for this school. No, yeah, I'm I was like, like oh, mm, come it. on. <laughs> like, they're working. They're, they're doing their best. Yeah, exactly. They are the community. Like, and she, they, also, she's been gone for so long and making you know, shit loads of money and in doing Las well. Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's like, so how do you know they haven't been? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And anyway, they make enough money to be able to go to Hollywood, Rita forges her mum's signature, um, and they all go, and they're all terrified. And I felt like this was quite authentic. Like, that, yeah. the other choirs were were terrifying. And, they're, and this, like, they didn't really prepare these kids for what it's going to be. Like, no. You know, they got good at singing, for sure, but it's a whole different... Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to go from this, like, if, if you haven't ever left your community, potentially, down to see these schools. Who These kids, in a situation like that, these kids would be doing this every year and would have been doing it since yep. they were very yep. young. Um, so they're super, super intimidated and scared. And by this point, Crispy has figured out that she's 
a Las Vegas showgirl and is headliner, headliner, <laughs> uh, and um, has told the other fathers, and they're all driving down to try and put a stop to it. I have a question it. about this. Has this whole thing really confused me? Because it seemed as though the fathers were really angry that, mm-hmm. about this whole situation, and they were driving. Oh my gosh, I'm surprised they survived. Because yeah, what was the Latin guy's name? Father Thomas. Father. He's not a Latin. He's not a Latino he man who teaches he Latin. Latin. I should, because that's really dismissive of him. Just like the Latin man, yeah. Um, no, the, the, the father who taught Latin. He was driving very recklessly, terrifying. He doesn't have but, a um, license. They, oh god! But they they seemed really mad, and then the instant they got there, they're like, "We're on the kids' side." Yeah. So did they have a change of heart, or was this all a ruse to try and like undermine whatever Crispy was doing? Do you know? You've seen this many times. Yeah, no, I think it must be that way because I think they were always, they always loved the kids. Yeah. I think that Father Maurice maybe was a little, not conflicted, Mm. but maybe he, just having the responsibility of being the principal. Yes. And he likes rules. Yeah, he does like rules. And I thought it was really adorable when he gets there and the kids are like so excited to see him and he just melts and is like, you're all angels. And then just doesn't like, so nice. and then doesn't tell them all. No, and they just lock Crispy in a like a supply closet with a giant German sausage rammed through the thing. Yeah, to block the door, not to. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, rammed. <laughs> we just have to be careful when we use the word rammed. <laughs> we do. Um, and Rita's mum comes. This always. I was thinking about this when I was watching this. Um, because there's always this kind of scene when someone yes. is performing, like that someone comes in and they notice them walk in. For anyone who's been on the stage, you can't see you can't shit. see fuck all. There's no way you are spotting this one person walking in. You can't see anything, and also you you're shitting yourself, and you're yes. like, you know, <laughs> anyway. She sees her mum come in, and she does shit like she's shitting herself, and she just doesn't sing. A couple of times. She was thinking it sound like you're going to say, and she does shit herself. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's part of the oh movie. Oh my God. We watch different versions of the movie. <laughs> um, but of course, she pulls it together. They take off their robes so they can be in their street clothes. Very Amazing. Good. Yes. And they yes. come and do this, like, just incredible performance of Joyful Joyful with some, like, so rapping. Good. Like, it's this kind of medley. I remember watching this at the theater, and when they did the G-O-D, you know me, like, OPP. <laughs> I was like, just like felt so clever that I understood that. And my grandma didn't get it because, of course, she didn't. Um, <laughs> she's a grandma. Um, and there's this like mini dungarees and like caterpillar boots and just Excellent. like flips. And it's wonderful. It. It's so good. They bring the house down. Uh, and they win. They totally they win. They bloody deserve yeah, to. Because they're Lauren Hill. Like, she's so good. She is so and good. Such a little baby. Um, and just her presence is just. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. It's really incredible. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, they win. Um, the school's going to stay open. The kids over here that um, Whoopi is from Las Vegas and they ask her about it, and that's when she does this. She was never enough. Now, nor have she ever been a Las Vegas showgirl. She was a headliner, which I didn't get at all when I first, like, for years I was just like, what does that mean? What is a headliner? What? (laughs) Like, I just was like, and I think I just had pictured it like some, like, more scandalous, like, it's even more scandalous than a showgirl. And now I'm like, oh, no, she just headlined. I I get it. Um, And 
then there's a very adorable exit sequence of them doing I love the exit sequence. it's really wonderful and everyone's dancing and then the like fathers are lying on the floor not being quite in time with the music and it's it's really cute. cute super super it's cute. Really cute and that's Aww. the movie thank you for getting me to watch it hey you're welcome <laughs> i would like 100 percent show this to, to kids at school. definitely I, definitely I, I can't tell like they would not well i was gonna say they wouldn't be able to cope with the kind of how old it looks but also a lot of this stuff is coming back in fashion so would they just be confused a lot of it i think, think if we now? just sh- yeah if we just showed it maybe next year they'd be like oh, i want all those things yeah 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 and i think that they would i mean i assume i don't know like i feel like I can't, maybe i'm just very old and i don't know but i feel like they'd just get past it and be like cool music and just love the music but maybe they wouldn't yeah. It's just a fun movie. I would hope they would. Yeah. Younger kids, I think, would like it. Like, kind of year five, six, I think, would be better. Yeah. I don't know. I think they'd get into it. And even if they were like, oh, this is old looking, I think it wouldn't take very long for them to be drawn into the story and enjoy it. Like, it is it is prime year five, six, seven, eight material. (laughs) And and the kids are actual kids. Like, the actors playing Mm. the the students are all, like, 17-year-olds. So it's and especially watching it as an adult, I was like, oh, they're young, like they're yeah. not adults playing children. So I think that kind of appeals to to kids as well. Hey, sorry, I said like a brainwave when you were talking about that documentary you're watching. What was yeah. it called? The Keepers. That makes more sense. I thought you said the Keepers, like 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 Keeper, like Keeper Sutherland and other Keepers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so when you said it, I was like, oh, and then I was like, well, I don't know shit about religion. It must be a Catholic thing. And then it just popped into me. She probably said keeper. Sorry. Yeah. Yep, yep, totally yep, yep. Fine. Back on track totally now. Fine. Got it, got it, got it. Um, that's the movie. Yay. We... we haven't done this in so long. What do we do now? Um, song of the Year. <laughs> I had to think song about that. Song of the Year. Um, the Song of the Year this year is No Rain by Blind Melon. It's a great song. I really love this song. I love this song. Thank you. Because I'd never heard it growing up until I think I was in my early-ish teens. Mm -hmm. And on Sky Movies, there were always lots of previews for the movie Sideways. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Which I still haven't seen. Mum saw it, didn't like it. No, I think I've seen it. Is that, wait, Sideways the wine one? The wine one. Yes, I have seen it, but I don't remember. So it wasn't like super up my alley as like a 13 or 14 year old. But they have this song in the trailer for it. Ah. And I was like, oh God, this song is so good. What is it? And I remember like googling, being like, no rain. rain." (laughs) Like trying to find it. And I figured out what the song was. And I've loved it ever since. It's fantastic. Like, 
It just, yeah, I don't really ever tire of it. It's got this is just catchy and fun and great harmonies okay. and kind of unusual voice. Yeah. And the video yeah, I love his voice. Has a real like it had a real little Miss Sunshine vibe to me. That it's like oh a little gosh. girl, um, so a little bumblebee costume. With- yeah, it starts with a sweet little girl in a bumblebee costume and the tutu, and she's so cute and so, so charming, cute. and she does like a little tap sort of dance. <laughs> and she's in front of a curtain, and then everyone laughs at her, and I genuinely got really I emotional know. watching it today. I know. I know, it's because it's the end of the term, and I too am PMSing. Mm-hmm. But I love that across <laughs> the, uh, the world we've managed to sync up. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but I was really emotional, and I was really tearful. I'm like, no, don't be mean to her, she's a child. Yeah. But then she just goes out into the world and it cuts between the band playing in a very green field with a very blue sky it's and also very sunlight. 90s saturated yes. color yeah yes very saturated color and then also being shirtless and amongst the flowers with mm-hmm. long hair yes. um and then it cuts to her being in a more kind of like urban industrial area and just dancing at people and people being kind of I like perplexed but her just being herself yeah so yeah it really like when I watched it this time, I was like, I've seen it before, but I don't think I've ever really paid much attention to it. But it definitely, like, yeah, reminded me um, of Little Miss Sunshine. Just, she has a, yeah. a similar kind of feel. Um, yeah, great song. I don't really know. Like, I, I think I've heard, like, I have, like, intentionally gone to listen to more of the music, but I can't really think of it. And then, obviously, yeah. he passed away, so there's not, like... Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is the only song of theirs that I'm familiar with. Yeah, I do remember googling that and being like, "He died of drugs." I know. I yeah, same. And I think that for a long time that was like one of the things I just the main things I knew about the band was yes, yep, same. Because it was very scandalized by that. Scandalous, yeah. Yeah. Wowzers. Yeah. I also now know that he sang backup vocals on um, "Use Your Illusion" one and two with Guns N' Roses. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I think it was something like his friend's sister was friends with Axl Rose. Or I don't know. Gross. Why would you want to be friends with Axl Rose? Oh, for real. I, yeah, God knows. Gross, gross, gross. Disgusting. What? Do you have an extra credit? Look, I have. <laughs> <laughs> there's, been, <laughs> there's been so many, like, over the last million months, since we last recorded every time I see something cool I'm like oh extra credit I know oh, me credit. too we should have just been tweeting have, them have I written any of them down mm. no so I came into this and I was going to do one thing but I think I'm going to do another because today we celebrated Matariki which is Māori New Year in New Zealand it's all about the Matariki constellation and it's really fantastic and it was a lovely lovely day celebrating and um, I just wanted to have my extra credit as the Māori television websites Ooh. because they have a lot of on-demand videos and they're really fucking cool stuff. And you can select how much of Māori language you want in it for, like, your That's ability cool. or what you're That's wanting cool. to um, be introduced to. And there's this really oh, – it's so good. There's really great, like, Māori language little – it would be a web series now, but it was actually on – Māori television, but it's mm. from, I think, maybe 2002, mm-hmm. and it's very daggy and very embarrassing, but I love it a lot, Aww. and it's like this flat, this little flat, and all of their goings on, and each week is like a new today lesson, like for language structures cute. and things like that, and it's real cute, and it's so old-fashioned, they're all like on their little like pre-flip phones, and <laughs> it's really cute, it's 
super super cute and I like it a lot Aww. so I would recommend going to um yeah Māori television online awesome and having a look at all of their clips and what's on demand and it's really cool like sometimes they have access to Spongebob and Tadao that's really yeah, awesome and Dora I think as well yeah and Dora it's yeah. really cool so yeah, how cool really that awesome. um they're doing uh Moana in isn't that Māori language oh so so, so cool it's excellent. Mountain TV really has excited. always had like such excellent programming. Like they it's always really have the best good. documentaries and movies. Yes. They have like foreign stuff still as is. well. Yeah. They've got like it's really, really good. Yeah. Um but yeah, I can't recommend it highly enough. Sweet. Yeah. What's yours? Mine is a song and video clip. You have to watch the video Ooh. clip as well. Um it's a song called Thunder Thighs. As uh, soon as you said you have to watch the video, I knew it was going to be this. <laughs> uh, it's called Thunder Thighs. It's by Miss Eves. Um, and she's a Brooklyn-based like, musician, artist, producer. She does a lot of, a lot of stuff. Um, I think the album it's from is called Feminasty. Um, yes. And it's basically an ode to having thick thighs in the summertime. And, she, and there's an interview, um, I can't remember, maybe probably like Jezebel or somewhere like that, mm. um, where they ask her how she kind of came up with that. And she said that she'd gotten home and it was a really hot day and there was like, chub rub was happening. Oh, chub rub is the worst. The worst. And um, she'd just been sent to track and she was thinking about like, like how sweaty and like painful her thighs were and, <laughs> Um, and it's just like, this, it's so yeah, basically it's just her singing about <clears throat> thunder thighs and there's a line and it's like, boom, clap, my, um, thighs sat when I stride and, um, she, she was really involved in the, um, creation of the video. I think she directs them with someone else, all of her videos. And so like the cast is just. Like, they're all just this, like, all colors and shapes and sizes and ages awesome. and um, this kind of, like, dancing and feeling themselves and, um, yeah. And, That's like, great. one of the lines is um, something like, mum jeans all day, why you mad, though? And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's just, it's, just it's, it's a great, like, just musically, I think it's a really great song, but also, like, watching it, I was like, fuck, yes, that, that is... And, like, I think for so long, I just was, like, no one else has this. I, I think I knew. Yes. Like, I knew probably, like, if I thought about it, of course other people have, like, get chub rub and their thighs rubbed together. But for so long, working. I was like, how, like, you can't talk about this. Like, I don't want to go yeah. for a long walk in summertime wearing a skirt because what am I going to do? Cause you can't. Awful. And then, like, oh, I should wear. And I remember at one point being like, oh, what if I wore bike pants? Like, how many years ago? And I was like, oh, my God, that's yeah. an idea. Then I was like, but what if anyone saw um and but then now I'm like no this is normal like lots of people wear yes. bike pants or like there's cream yes. you can buy that you can wear and you don't like anti-chafing cream is like just a thing you should buy and not be embarrassed because it's so absolutely normal like I um oh this is gonna be an extra bonus extra credit I really like Under Summers by Carrie Ray um and they are like these little 
the sh- like short lip things that you can wear under your skirts and dresses, and then they've got like the hem has like a little bit of lace. Oh, I think I've seen like advertised. Yeah, I have like twelve pairs. No, I've got four or five pairs, and they're yeah. excellent. You can get them in all sorts of different colors, and they don't have seams between your legs, so it doesn't rub. Yes, and they yeah. save me, and it's also awesome as a teacher because I don't want to scar any children for life and have them see my knickers. Yeah, so I wear. I always wear was wearing bike oh, yeah. shorts but they'd have seams on the inside and they would then get holes and have to throw them away yes. and buy new ones. Yes. Whereas these are awesome. So I yes. recommend yeah. for your thunder thighs. Love them. I saw a girl wearing some, she like was wearing kind of like a short little sundress and I could see them poking out when she looked like, I can't remember what she was doing um, the other day. And I was like, that, that looks cool. And that, and that that's is what like is great in this video is like, you see her bike. It's not like a, Mm, oh how mm. embarrassing because like most people don't have a thigh gap and if you do great whatever but but like you don't have to like just regular people don't have you know like all sorts of people don't have thigh gaps um and i want to not have to wear clothes that make me feel really hot in the summertime like Mm -hmm. i don't want to have to like i'm so glad that i have like I'm beyond like I'm, I feel bad for my like teenage self when I was like oh well I can't yeah. wear shorts or I can't go swimming or whatever like thank fuck that um and also but also I know that that's like it's difficult it's a difficult place to get to to be and I and this is why this video is so awesome and it's got like old people who are, like are clearly wearing no bras and just like yes. sparkly tights and it's yeah and there's no awesome. there's a lot it's of so things good. that break fashion rules like wearing leggings and a crop top and all those kinds of things. I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah. This is what people fuck this flattering. Is, yeah, fuck flattering. Yeah. So um, that is my extra credit. Awesome. I love it. <sighs> yeah. What are we watching next week? Okay. So or I've been holding up and doing next. this. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Whenever I was say, we whenever, record, yeah. Exactly. I think we. Oh, so we're thinking we'll probably do this fortnightly. We're so, hoping. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like us to watch some episodes of Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. I've been holding it off for so long, and I'm kind of tempted to just do, like, one episode, and then every few months we do another one. Yeah, yeah I think that's kind of good, because I thought about that with other TV shows before, too, because, like, how do you choose, right? Yeah. So I think that's a great idea. I would definitely love to do more of some other TV shows we've done. And, like... Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, those episodes are quite long and there's always a lot to talk about. We know there's going to be minimum 20 minutes of me fanning myself because yeah. Jane's and there's usually so an issue. So like an issue, exactly. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm still trying to decide which one because there's yeah. a lot to go with and I ca- I'm having trouble picking which one I want to start oh with. God, so I'm kind of tempted to do maybe the first episode, but we yeah. shall see. But yeah, I'm really excited to talk about it. Yes. <laughs> Oh, man, speaking about, like, queer awakenings. <laughs> Fun. Oh, cool. My favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Oh, this was good. It was, was really nice great. to be back. Oh, it's so good to be back. Yeah. Just to um, just to end the podcast on a classy note, one of my students who I love so much, he's wonderful, um, he... <laughs> <laughs> he was like being weird with his shirt today and I was like what are you doing and he's just like look at this and lifted up his shirt and he had like a little cut in his belly button I said oh no you're bleeding and he goes it's belly juice oh god <laughs> yeah so I just want 
everyone to share my pain and now knowing the phrase belly juice. And it's like a curse. If I share it, it will leave me. Oh, no. So this is entirely selfish, but I just want to put it out there so it will be gone from my brain because belly juice is upsetting. That's a bad time. That's a very bad time. You're welcome. Hey, thanks. Mm. Thanks for that. All right. I got you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) We will hopefully, when you hear this, you'll see it here from us again in two more weeks after that. Yeah. Well, like, how, I don't even remember our Twitter handle. I don't. Oh, yeah. So, who are we? Us, uh, we can, you can find us. I forgot we did this part. You can find us <laughs> on Twitter and at Harpy's, at Podcast. Harpy's Podcast and everywhere else at the Harpy's Retrospective Instagram, Gmail, Gmail. Tumblr, Facebook. Facebook, yeah. Yay. Yay. Thanks for listening, guys, and thanks for – well, I hope someone's listening. Um, <laughs> thanks for sticking around if you did during this rather long and unexpected hiatus. Yeah. Tell a friend, rate us on iTunes, et cetera, help et cetera. Us. <laughs> help, help us or I'll say belly juice more often. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> now wait a minute. And one, two. One, two. Now if you need me, call me. No matter where you are, no matter how far, don't worry, baby. Just call out my name. I'll be there in a hurry. You don't have to worry. But baby, there ain't no I told you you can always jump on me, darling. <laughs>